Financial residency podcasts are brought to you this week by weatherbyhealthcare.com. Just as the right advice helps you thrive financially, the right support team allows you to excel professionally. Weatherby Healthcare's locums experts will match you with the best jobs, prepare you for success, and provide 24-7 support. The bottom line is that working locums with Weatherby helps you earn more money and take better control of your career. If that sounds like music to your ears, head over to weatherbyhealthcare.com payday to get started. and welcome to Grand Rounds with Dr. Tammy. We've spent several podcasts talking about mortgage, interest rates, and real estate, but I thought we would kind of focus in today on a little talked about area about title companies, title insurance, and see why we need them. So I'd like to welcome Kelsey O'Toole. She is the residential sales executive with Chicago Title in Kansas City. Hey, Kelsey, how are you? I'm so good. Thank you, Tammy, so much for having me. I'm super excited to be part of this. I am too. I realized my husband kind of brought this up and thought this would be a good thing to talk about. And I realized how little I know about title insurance or why we even need it. So let's start there. What do you do? <laughs> so I am, you know, as a sales executive at Chicago Title, it's a it's an odd job to sell title insurance because yeah, not a lot of people know what it is. But specifically, we work with realtors and lenders to help them grow their business and then encourage their clients to close with us and give them great reasons why they should purchase title insurance every time they buy or refinance a home. We do three major things when you purchase a title insurance policy. We ensure ownership, you know, that the deed is prepared correctly, it's recorded, property is conveyed to you, and the tenancy is correct. We confirm that there are no liens against the property once you own it. So the examiner will take a good hard look at the history of your property and examine every little thing that might possibly be a lien against it. And then if we determine that it is a real problem, we collect invoices or pay off demands and make sure to pay those at closing and then follow up after closing for those releases to guarantee your policy and ownership. But one thing that people don't often think about is we also take care of the money. So as a seller, you want to make sure that the check that you're receiving is good funds and that all of the personal information you're providing, social security numbers, loan numbers, future address, wiring instructions to receive those proceeds, you want to make sure that the title company you're working with is going to protect your privacy and secure that private information. And Chicago Title works very hard to do all of those things and give you the security, expertise, and the security, the expertise, and we have the experience to issue those policies for you. Has there ever been a case after someone closed on their property where someone has come back and disputed the sale and does title insurance, is that where it protects you? Yes. So let's say that you purchase a property from a recently deceased party. If you had not gone through the trouble of getting title insurance, it would not be uncommon for an heir to come forward and state that they had a right to the property. Most of the claims that we receive are mechanics liens claims. So work that was done that wasn't paid for, boundary issues. Those are the types of things that are most common. And then escrow concerns 
are actually the highest number of claims. So we received a payoff to pay off your mortgage and that company is stating that you didn't pay them in full and we would have to work with them to make sure to get that release and eat all of those extra funds. Oh, so <laughs> that we didn't falls pay on them the... in full the first time. Oh, so then yes. that would fall on the title company, not on the buyer if those things happened. Correct. If the buyer receives a notification, there's an outstanding sewer bill, there's an outstanding mortgage, there's an outstanding tax lien, they can just pull their policy out, call the title company, file a claim, and we will take care of it. Okay. Now I understand there are different kinds of title insurance, maybe a lender's policy versus an owner's policy. Is that correct? It is. An owner's title insurance policy in Missouri and Kansas is typically purchased by the seller at closing to guarantee that they have a marketable title for you. We take it out of their proceeds at closing and the policies issued to you, the buyer, within 30 to 45 days. A loan policy ensures the lender that they have a valid lien position and would only be purchased if a loan was acquired at closing. So if you paid cash, there wouldn't be a need to purchase a lender's policy. And part of the process of issuing a lender's policy is reading through the instructions of the loan. And we witness the signing of all of the lending documents and then record the security instruments to make sure that they have a valid lien position on your house after you close. Okay. So did I understand that correctly? It's actually the seller that pays for the owner's policy. So is there any reason the owner would not get an owner's policy if they're not the ones even paying for it? I don't think so. In other parts of the country, it's not customary for the seller to pay for it. But here in Missouri and Kansas, it is. And the buyer purchases the loan policy. The advantage, regardless of who's paying for it, of purchasing an owner's policy with the loan policy simultaneously is at some point, you're going to pay off that loan. And it's going to go away whether you refinance or you sell or pay it off. And if your policy only insured the lender and something comes up that was erroneous against the property, an old lien, an heir, something like that, the legal description was incorrect, something like that, you have nothing to fall back on. And an owner's policy will stay with you the entire time you or your heirs own the home. Okay. So then if you go and refinance the loan... Do you have to buy a new title policy to go with that? And is there a discount if you use the same company? You do have to get a new loan policy whenever you refinance because there's a new lender that will be recording a document or a lien against your property. And they want to make sure that their lien position is correct and an old lender has been paid off and that lien has been released. So yes, that's part of your closing cost that you'll purchase that loan policy. Typically it is discounted when you refinance. There's rates for purchase transactions and then rates for refinance transactions. In Missouri and Kansas, as long as a policy has been issued, regardless of what company did it, you'll receive a discount. If there's never been a policy issued on your property, then that's when you see those full rates come into play. Gotcha. And are the prices of title insurance policies regulated or are they variable depending on the company that you choose? How does that work? We have to file 
our rates with the Department of Insurance in both Missouri and Kansas, we are highly regulated. So we're not only regulated by the Department of Insurance, but we're also regulated by lenders, the government in general, RESPA, Medea, all the laws that com- that apply when you get a loan would okay. apply to us because we're ex- executing lenders' instructions. And so the rates being filed with the state becomes a part of that. It does make it difficult. People will call and they will say, hey, can I get a discount? This title company over here is charging this amount. And it's a violation of the rates that we have filed if we discount and we can get fined. So that's always a fun conversation to have. I'm sure. Because, you know, maybe they're doing a lot of transactions and we'd really like to have their business in discount and we don't even have that option to, to negotiate. Okay. How would you go about picking one title company over another? Are there big differences between companies? There are. And that's why we work very closely with realtors and lenders. The relationship that a real estate agent and a lender have with their title company is an integral part of their business because they do speak daily and they become aware of how they want to conduct business. And we are a reflection of their relationships and their business. So number one, relationship communication. People are going to have a lot of questions and how is it that you're going to be able to answer that? So I would strongly recommend that you reach out to your preferred lender or real estate agent for referral of a title company. If you don't have that option, the thing that you might look for is, you know, who's protecting your security, who has been in the market a long time and you know will be here later, who answered the phone and responded to your email when you asked the initial questions. Uh, were you able to find their rates online? Um, were they Googleable? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You one. should always be able to Google your title company, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, beyond title policies and title insurance, the title company actually performs the closing for most loans. What should a borrower expect at closing? You're right. We do typically in Kansas and Missouri, title and escrow will close together. So we would only handle the transaction if we were handling the money. And I think that it's customary that a a buyer would come in and sit down at the table. We would take a look at their ID, have them sign our notary log, and then begin the process of having them sign documents. To a certain extent, you can explain you know, what you're looking at. But if they have in-depth questions, we always refer them to their lender or their real estate agent because technically we're just witnessing their signature. What I, in a seller, when they come in, you know, a buyer would have a, a large stack of loan documents to sign, typically anywhere from 25 pages to 200, depending on the lender. And the... A seller would simply sign a deed and some affidavits, their settlement statement. The closing doesn't take very long, maybe 15 minutes. Okay. A cash buyer can sign online. What we're looking at in the future is, will the parties need to come in at all? Would they utilize remote online notarization? Chicago Title offers a service called In Here, specifically Notarize In Here, that we will be rolling out over the next few years. So if you're watching this or listening to this, you know, three or four years from now, it may be incredibly common to just hop online and provide them your identification and then sign everything electronically. That sounds convenient. What about remote? I hope so. Oh, sorry. What about remote notaries? Can you have someone come to you 
and do this? You can. We can hire. We have a sister company, BankServe, that allows us to hire a notary anywhere in the country within an hour that can come to you and help you execute your documents. Typically, there is an additional fee for that. A seller would pay just a little bit less than a buyer for that witness, but convenience always has a cost, right? Sure. What about, let's say, a military person moving back from overseas or someone moving from across the country who hasn't made it to their you know, location yet? Can they have a power of attorney sign on their behalf? So someone go to closing for them? Is that possible? Well, one of the great things about Chicago Title is we are a division of Fidelity National Financial, which is the largest title company in the country. They own five other title companies. So if you are in a different part of the country, we might be able to coordinate with your title company there to witness our documents. Oh, okay. I, powers of attorney are used on occasion. They are. Okay. We don't really like them. Okay. We don't want people to take a loan out on your behalf. We would really like you to be party to that. And in you know this day and age, we have so much technology available to us, and you know we have remote notaries that we can hire and send. The world's a much smaller place than it used to be. That's so true. it's just a matter of knowing where you're going to be, so that we can coordinate that transaction. Now, on occasion, absolutely, you're going to need a power of attorney, and we ask that you provide us a copy of that at the beginning of the transaction, along with the reason why you'd like to use it. And then we have our underwriters review and approve. And when you go in to sign your transaction, every single document you would have to sign as Kelsey Tool by her attorney, in fact, Tammy Cross. And if you were also signing for your spouse, Kelsey Tool by her attorney, in fact, or Kelsey Tool, her attorney, or I guess Doug Krause, I don't know, off the cuff. It's a lot of paperwork to sign and people, we don't take it lightly. We'd rather that you not do it that way. Okay. That makes sense. What have I not asked you about that would be really important for some of the listeners to consider with title policies, closing, anything that you do on your side of the transaction? You know, ironically, when you sit down with your real estate agent and you write your contract to purchase a home, I want you to think about how your name is listed. It seems simple and maybe a little silly, but that initial document is going to be the one that's most referred to throughout the entire transaction. And if it's misspelled or if you wanted your marital status to be listed a certain way, like you're buying the property and your spouse is not, or you want to make sure that your spouse is in fact on title, then that is the time when you want to place it on there. Make sure your name is spelled correctly. If you always use your middle initial, think about how you sign your name because the notary is going to want you to sign it as it was printed on that contract. And if you never sign it that way, it's a good time to have that discussion. And then when we as this loan follows you, if you receive a loan, it'll report to your credit that way. It'll build your credit history in that manner. So if you're a junior or a third, or it's really important of, you know, what's your name? That makes sense. <laughs> but you have to consider you're talking to a physician audience here and you can't read oh. or write in anyway. So I know when I sign documents, they're like, <laughs> okay, put the L in there. I'm like, sure, there's an L. Why not? <laughs> okay. No, L. sure. It's why right not? There. 
<laughs> Doug always makes fun of me when we sign documents. <laughs> He's like, I don't even know what that says. I'm like, neither does anyone else. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> well, and signatures are so unique. If you always sign your name in a certain way, it's actually really hard to forge. And so I personally love somebody who has a doctor's <laughs> signature. Let's do it. But you know, and the other thing that you, I often comes up with physicians is you're in the hospital or you're an appointment, like you can't get away to mm -hmm. close. So, you know, I am so glad that you brought up the remote notary option because yes, we will come to you, but we also need you to call us back. <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm guessing that happens more often than not. Yes. Yes. You guys are busy <laughs> saving lives. So you're definitely too busy to call me back. <laughs> Speaking of setting up like a remote notary, how much notice do you need? I'm sure you can't do that like morning of and they're like, oh, I can't get away from the office. So how much time's reasonable to set that up for someone? We'd like at least 48 hours. We can set it up the day of. Really? Actually. We can. It'll delay funding and possession. So okay. as long as everybody's aware of that, because the notary has to be able to get those documents back to us. And they typically do that on an overnight basis. Okay. So it'll be the next day before we receive documents back and are able to get the lender to review and approve and, and sign off on us funding. So yeah, advance notice is good. We just need to know where you'll be what time you want to sign and make sure that you have your ID available and, you know, somewhere to sit to sign. Perfect. Anything else that you wanted to bring up today that I forgot to ask you about? Well, you know, a lot of times people want to close in a trust, especially people who have their finances in order. So I want to bring up that we don't need an entire copy of your trust. Just a certification is all we would require as a title company to verify who the signing party should be, whether you're buying or selling. So, you know, take a look in your trust paperwork, make sure that certification is already in there provided to you by your attorney. And if not, reach out to them, ask them to, to provide you with one. It'll make your paperwork so much easier in everything that you do in the future. Okay. Well, Kelsey, thanks for taking the time to come talk to us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. It's such a pleasure to be on your show and I look forward to hearing it. <laughs> and I'd like to thank all the guests for coming back today for Grand Rounds and I hope you'll join us next week. Thanks guys. Have a great day. Thanks, Kelsey. If you're ready to start boosting your earning power with locums, head over to weatherbyhealthcare.com slash payday to learn more.